Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsoring partner, the Campaign for Black Male Achievement. I'm so excited that CVME has now partnered with Fund to Foundation in support of their Intern X program. If you're not familiar, Intern X is an ambitious new initiative that's looking to match 10,000 skilled young adults nationwide with quality internship opportunities by the year 2020. So here's what's up. We need your help. We need you to share the word about this awesome new internship opportunity for young adults. If you're interested in learning more, you want to register, I want you to go over to bit.ly slash CBMA Intern X. Again, that's bit.ly slash CBMA Intern X. I want you to go ahead and click on the link there to register and be sure to type or select the Campaign for Black Male Achievement as the affiliate organization that referred you. Let's go ahead and get our young folk registered today so they can begin to gain access to the benefits of this awesome program. You're listening to the trailblazers.fm podcast, where we'll explore the stories of today's successful black professionals, entrepreneurs, and leaders. Join us to access the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished professionals and come away with the know-how, confidence, and motivation you'll need to blaze your trail. And now here's your host, Stephen A. Hart. What's up, Blazer Nation? Welcome to episode 168 of the Trailblazers.fm podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed a restful, a relaxing Easter weekend. Yesterday, at the time this episode publishes, yesterday would have been April 21st, and that's my birthday. I am truly happy to celebrate my 42nd year of life. I enjoyed a great weekend with my family. I'm blessed and grateful to celebrate another year around the sun, another year of life, another year of being able to live out this vision of mine. I am eternally grateful, just so blessed and thankful for my family, for my amazing parents, for my siblings, for my beautiful wife and our two amazing crumb snatchers, Leila and Nigel. And I'm thankful for all of you who have been on this amazing journey with me through this podcast experience, right? So with that said, I want to share a little about our featured guest for today. We are talking and the pleasure of a conversation with Mr. Marcus Damas. And Marcus is an entrepreneur. He's a retired professional basketball player, a devoted husband and father like myself, and he's based in New York City. Following Marcus's basketball career, he returned to NYC and pursued a career in creative leadership as the founder and CEO of a company called Fuel by Culture. And Fuel by Culture is a creative marketing agency that specializes in connecting and empowering brands with influencers through innovative content and experiential event programming. They have clients like Avion, Lyft, Hooch, and Postmates, to name a few. And Marcus is also a keynote speaker and speaks at several marketing conferences around the world. We'll share a little bit more about him in our conversation, but before we dive in, just wanted to share another of our five-star ratings and reviews. We received a new one on Apple Podcast from someone with the Apple ID Crickets Camp, and I wanted to just say thank you so much for that rating and review. The review actually read, this podcast is truly amazing, Stephen is relatable, extremely engaging, and intellectually curious as an interviewer. And his guests are phenomenal. Each guest shares insights that help you achieve in business and in life in general. 
the guests are diverse and represent the richness and beauty of the African diaspora. I'm inspired after each episode. That just lifts me up. That makes, you know, I can't tell you how big the smile is on my face when I read these reviews and see those five-star ratings. Listen up, if you've not yet had a chance to do so, please consider subscribing to trailblazers.fm. Leave us an honest rating and review over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your reviews actually help us. They help us to be discovered in the different podcast search engines in those directories. And it's the way in which we get the word out about this content that we're creating, right? And it's my heart that more and more people are able to access these episodes, right? We're probably heard by 10 to 12 to 15,000 people on a monthly basis. But by the grace of God, I'm believing that that number will 10x itself over the year to come, right? So help me help you (laughs) help the world, right? Let's get this out in front of much, much more people. So that said, I know you guys are ready. Let's go ahead and dive in and receive today's mission fuel, right? We talk about that motivational, inspirational wisdom that we get from each of these episodes. So let's get set to dive in and take some notes and receive some wisdom from our featured guest for today, Mr. Marcus Damas. Marcus, welcome and thanks for being our featured yesterday, my brother. Steve, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. I often start the place off. I love to say I'm a pretty grateful human being. But as I shared with you a second ago, coming into this call, found out that you know we landed a feature on Apple homepage and I'm giddy with gratitude, right? And I love to talk about gratitude right at the top of the call. And so wanted to pick your brain, Marcus, and have you share what's an unexpected blessing or opportunity that you're most grateful for in your life right now. Well, I would say, you know, this actually might be a cheesy answer, but every moment I'm grateful for just that's how I approach gratitude. Every moment, you know, every morning I wake up, I'm grateful for every moment I get to, you know, wake up and kiss my wife, kiss my kids. I'm grateful for. I am right there with you, brother. There's nothing cheesy about that. 100. How many (laughs) kids do you have? I have two. I have a son and a daughter. How old are they? My son is three and my daughter is one. Wow. So I have a, I actually have the inverse. My daughter is eight, almost nine. It's crazy to me. And our wow. son is four going on five. So it moves real quick, man. Enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love it. And my son's going to listen to this maybe five years from now and hear yes. me say this, but daughters are way better than sons. <laughs> <laughs> they're equally, they're different beings for yes, sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> different kind of energy. Let me ask you, I saw that you attended Towson. I'm in Maryland. I live in Montgomery County. Are you originally from Maryland? No, I'm originally from New York, but I spent four years at Towson. Four years. Wow. And you had success there. I saw that, you know, you had measurable success. You're one of their top scorers today, right? Yes, yes. I did have some measurable success there. Actually, funny story, my time there originally, you know, when I first got to Towson on basketball scholarship, I was a part of the worst basketball team in college basketball history. Wow. And, you know, the second year I was a part of the biggest turnaround in NCAA basketball history. So I was part of a failing team and then a part of a winning team. And they both made history. Tell me about some memorable experiences in that track. Because I mean, there's tons of wisdom. I'm sure you learned early in that 
transition, right? Yeah, definitely. You know, I think that goes to just the environment. You know, there's losing environments and there's winning environments. Some are on the court, some are off the court, and, you know, they all connect to the actual game. And unfortunately, I was my first year, I was around, you know, losing energy. And then my second year, I was around a ton of winning energy. Mm. What did you learn in that valley, in that failure, in that down season that you brought through into the one that actually trended up? That it doesn't, you know, it's, it's really about how you prepare for the game. It's not, you know, the actual game that you have to be ready for. You have to practice every step of the way. Like, you know, you have to practice like you're in the game because you can't, if you practice at one pace and kind of just coast through practice, yeah. you won't be ready to turn it on during the game. It's like, there's nothing you can just say like, hey, you know, can't circumvent tomorrow, yeah. right. Like you can't just, you know, never pra- like make waffles your whole life. And then, you know, Sunday morning, try for the first time to make a gourmet meal, you know? You say you're going to cook some Aki and sawfish. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm Jamaican. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> okay, I'm Haitian. I'm Haitian, so. Sac <laughs> passe. Yo, so you actually ended up, interestingly enough, you ended up playing pro ball in Europe? Yes, in Sweden. In Sweden. Wow. What brought you there? Opportunity? Yes, opportunity. My agent at the time, you know, had an offer on the table that we couldn't refuse and we took it. Mm. And how long did you end up playing pro ball there? About a season and a half. Yeah? Yes. And then what brought you back home? Was it just time? You know, not time, but, you know, circumstance. You know, my wife was pregnant with my son. Got it. born child. And the insurance would have killed us as far as financially Got uh, it. to stay over there. And the team couldn't support paying for my unborn child and my wife's. Got it. At the time. So Got it. I had to make a decision for my family and come home and be with them. So life happened. <laughs> yes, life happened. Life yes. happened. <laughs> yes. And so you come out of what you know, right? Because basketball at this point is what you know. Talk me through this pivot that happens. Did you go straight from pro ball to entrepreneurship? What did that look like coming back home? Well, well, I had a taste of entrepreneurship, right? I told my agent at the time I wanted to come home. He Mm -hmm. thought I was crazy. You know, this is a big time agent. He actually, to date, he's the assistant general manager for the Minnesota Timberwolves, an NBA team. So that goes to show you the caliber of an agent he was trying to make that transition to an actual NBA program. But he thought I was crazy, you know, but I kind of explained to him the situation that I was in and, you know, why I wanted to come home. And, you know, he was a good friend of mine, still is a good friend and very close to me and my family. And he told me, look, I'm going to give you an opportunity to work with one of my friends, his friends, to work at NBA Live to actually do the game motions, shoot and dribble for the game. And that translated to me explaining, you know, kind of giving them advice for the game Mm -hmm. and just connecting them with talent and, you know, just telling them how to connect with broader audience or direct consumer or their targeted consumer, excuse me, and just giving them a ton of advice there. And that turned into my first client, NBA Live. So, yeah, that's how Fuel by Culture was started just because, you know, one, you know, when your back's against the wall and you have a family that relies on you, you have to, one, figure out how to not only support them, you have to figure out how to support them over time. Right. So I was just thinking of ways to you know, get this business off the ground and you know, not the business, but just to get my family going and kind of create a 
some kind of ongoing income, right? Yeah. And, you know, now, you know, we're in a thriving business called Fuel by Culture. Before we talk about Fuel by Culture, was marketing something you'd studied? Was the experience of working with NBA Live what introduced you to it? Like, what brought you into the marketing channel? Well, I always had a liking to marketing. I studied communications. You know, I was just always fascinated by marketing and and yeah, pretty close, but I was always fascinated by, you know, the brands that stayed close to the end consumer, how they did it, you know, fascinated by how like McDonald's, their product is terrible for (laughs) individuals and their health, but they actually connect with consumers at such a high level that people bypass their health Mm -hmm. to actually shop there or, you know, buy food from there. Which is nuts to me. And that's the power of marketing. I'm fascinated yeah. by that. Yeah. Yeah. So today, you touched on this. Today, you're the founder and CEO of your own company, Fuel by Culture. Tell us about FBC and tell us what's driving you in the work that you're doing there today. Yeah, sure. So early, we found our success in experiential marketing. And that opened doors for us to work with our clients as far as in a creative capacity with branded content. And that also opened up doors to do brand management and consulting. Let me pause you right there because I know there are people who are listening, right? Who maybe I'm a marketer, so I get it. But for somebody who's listening who isn't, what does experiential marketing really mean? Yes, events. So we create environments for our clients to touch and feel their consumers. And parallel to that, let their consumers touch and feel them in their environments. Got it. Love that, man. So what does that look like? Because you're in New York, right? Yes, I am. I am. So for example, I'll give you an example that you know, your audience might understand. One of our clients, Lyft, they were looking for an opportunity to activate for New Year's. And to make things clear, everything we do is within culture, within hip-hop culture, popular culture, sports culture, African-American culture. Everything we do is culture-facing. Mm -hmm. So they reached out to us. They wanted to activate New Year's Eve and they wanted something to be, you know, culturally relevant. So what we did is, you know, we we reached out to partners in Las Vegas, which is a big city for New Year's Eve, reached out to One Oak Mirage Hotel, activated with them, connected with Two Chains, who was actually the performer that evening, and also connected with the hotel. They have visibility of 300,000 people walking through the hotel. These are all things that we put together and they had, you know, visibility within the actual club, the signage within the hotel, the within the venue, and these are all activations that we created. Wow. And parallel to that, you know, the, like I said branded content, content extensions from that were to change creating content from that day leading up to the event and obviously, you know, mentioning Lyft and, you know, sharing their graphics and sharing custom videos branded and tailored to lift the client. So these are all things that come from one activation with us. Marcus, this is fantastic, man. I'm, uh, it's just, it sounds amazing. Let me ask you, because you're a young man, right? You're starting off, as you said a second ago, you studied communications, you played pro ball, you worked with NBA Live, you start your own business. And what you just shared just a second ago sounded like, <laughs> three steps, you know, like you leveled up real quick. But I know I've spoken to 150 plus people, right? I know that there's never a journey from point A to point B. So you have a whole heap of sacrifice, tons of failure, tons of headache, tons of challenges. 
I mean, you didn't study entrepreneurship. You didn't study marketing. What did you have to go through? What did you have to sacrifice to get to the point where something like that New Year's Eve event happens in the way it does, right? Oh, man, I had to sacrifice so much. One, you know, my personal goals was, you know, one was to go to the NBA. I had to sacrifice that. And then in parallel to that, I had to sacrifice moments with my family, right? Like I was face down and I am still face down to kind of build this thing, you know, build this legacy for myself, for my kids, for my wife. And those are the kind of things that I had to sacrifice. One, you know, I like to say or remind my team, I'm African-American. I'm the CEO of this company. So we're down 20 points every day. You know, I wake up down 20 points every day. So one, we have to be prepared, way more prepared than everyone else. We have to be way more sophisticated than everyone else. We have to communicate sharper than everyone else. You know, so those are things that I have to overcompensate. I say that all to say that I have to overcompensate and I have to be face down and make sure this system is, you know, very militant and organized just to obviously satisfy our clients and attract new clients. Obviously, we go through the challenges and the failures day to day, right? Like that's a constant process in the evolution of entrepreneurship. But is there a point where the wheels kind of fell off where you're like, I don't know if we're going to make, you know, if FBC is going to make it? Well, you know, all of that stuff is mental. You know, I, I guess I'm blessed with the stealth or, you know, the, the mind power to never feel that way. Yeah. In reality, you know, early, you know, it was something where it was a realistic thought to say, hey, is this something that can be sustained? Yeah. But, you know, my willpower and, you know, my persistence, my work ethic, you know, it kept the lights on, you know, it gave us runway, you know, just my overcompensation, my militants, it gave us, it always gave us enough runway to get, you know, to the next step. Yeah. I love that. Is that basketball, you think? You think basketball mindset kind of just helped to push? 100%. You know, I would say it is basketball. And when you have a reason why a wonderful wife and two kids, you know, that that's enough to help you, you know, succeed. I tell you what, man, there's nothing like a wife who believes in you and is willing to push it. I'm not going to say that you can't do it being single, but you know, it's definitely tough when you're in a marriage with someone who does not believe in your vision. But when you have someone who's there to support you and to sacrifice with you for those times where you just mentioned, you know, where you and I are cutting through trying to see a vision come to life and know that you have a partner on the back end that's supportive of that vision and willing to help you by taking care of them kids and doing, you know, their part in that work, it's invaluable, right? Yeah, for sure. They're just as crazy as we are, you know, because (laughs) <laughs> you know, you're creating something from nothing. So for them to see something out of nothing, you guys yeah. are just as crazy as one another. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So tell me about this partnership that you have with Forbes. It's something new coming about, right? 100%. And I'm glad you brought it up. So this Forbes partnership is like no other. And, you know, I'm super excited about it just because, you know, for those who understand the agency model, you know, it's not something, well, it can be sustainable and it can scale, but, you know, to create a franchise with a reputable brand like Forbes magazine, who's mountains for our company. Yes. And, you know, what it does for us, one, it gives us the opportunity to not rely on, you know, personality, but more so rely on the brands, right? Like our brand, the Forbes brand. And this franchise is something that can live on its own and is now an asset 
to the company, something that can last for years. So that's what is so exciting about this because, you know, we do all of this to leave a legacy and this is, you know, a real opportunity to do that. So what does that look like? What will actually this partnership do? Yes. Yeah, so this partnership entails two things, two things that we already do really well and we do day-to-day events and in parallel to that content. Mm. So for example, our first event will be a live conversation with Eric Thomas at the Forbes event space in New York. Wow. And parallel to that, we already shot the one-on-one interview with Eric Thomas, E.T., the hip-hop preacher. The hip-hop preacher. Yeah, and that, that will live on the Forbes platform as well. So these are two assets that now, you know, in partnership with Forbes, are real, they're powerful. And it's not only that, you know, individuals like E.T. help make this thing very valuable. Yes, absolutely. You're leveraging the reach of some of these amazing people. And, you know, we like to, you know, we're the most, we like to believe we're the most reputable brand culture facing. And when it comes to hip hop culture, you know, most polished and any brand that wants to implement or immerse themselves in culture, we're the go-to. And we've, you know, been the go-to for the last year and change, even though we've been in business for two and a half, you know, obviously we'd had to at least get to a level where we can say that, but, you know, now we're comfortable saying that, we're the preferred choice when it comes to, you know, positioning brands, already existing brands within culture. Listen, that is such an amazing accomplishment for two years. I have to tell you, man, that's a blessing right there. That's amazing. When you say two years, it wasn't easy and it's still not easy. You know, oh, there absolutely. Was, there was always downs and there was always up. I hate to sound like the guy who's arrived and made it because by no means have I arrived. You know, we're still climbing to the top. Right. You know, I love earlier when you said you still have your head down, right? You're still pushing ahead. You're still working on charting that course. You know, I love to share. One of my favorite sayings is that the days are long, but the years are short, right? In entrepreneurship, you know, you look up and the year is done, but it feels like the days just never end, right? And they just run into each other, especially in entrepreneurship and compound that with a growing family. So... I totally feel you, but you know, two years in, let me commend you, man, because there are people who are doing this 5, 10, 15, 20 years and don't experience that measure of success, right? So you're doing some things right. I'm encouraging you to continue on. I'm acknowledging you for having accomplished some achievement and success to this point, but keep pushing. Let me ask you, you know, for some of our community, some of our aspiring entrepreneurs who are you know, maybe wanting to get out of the nine to five and wanting to look to entrepreneurship, what's your advice to them? What would you tell them right now about, you know, looking to this side of the wheel? Because a lot of people look at entrepreneurship, Marcus, and they think it's sexy and it's attractive and they're not thinking about the grind. What's uh, your thoughts to that, Ed? <laughs> well, you know, the best thing I would say is take the risk. If you're thinking about it, do it. It's definitely, there's more reward on this side. You know, when things are square on your shoulders, square on you, there is some fear attached to it. There's so much success tied to this or some, you know, great reward tied to this. You know, on the other side of fear, all things, you know, there's some good attached to it. So I would say, you know, just take the leap. That's the best advice I've received. You know, take the risk, take the leap and anything attached to risk, you know, it's the reward is so much sweeter when it's all tied to you. Yes. Yes. Let me ask you, what books are you reading right now? Anything that helps you on this journey? Yeah. One book I started reading is Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. And 
one thing that that added to me was, you know, anytime you think, you know, that's it or that's all you have left in the tank, there's more. Yes. You know, there is for one thing I have. Yeah, Goggins uh, is the epitome of that, right? <laughs> oh, man, he's he's special. So one thing that I got from that is like, don't let, you know, comfort sacrifice your mission. Mm. You know, if you're comfortable, then you're losing, you know, making yourself uncomfortable. There is some kind of reward to that. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love it, man. So last question for you. What's one action that our Blazer Nation should take this week that's going to help them to blaze their trail? What's one action you say? I'll give two. One thing I'll say is don't just be another man or woman who lived and died. Make sure you're significant in whatever it is you do. And then, you know, same thing along those lines. Is remind yourself nobody's built like you because you design yourself. Mm-hmm. I love that. Love that. I always I actually just told somebody a version of that today because to add to that, Marcus, sometimes we hear that someone else did something we were thinking of. And so we think that we can no longer do that thing when in truth, we have a way. So if Marcus starts his marketing agency and I was thinking to start a marketing agency and because Marcus did, I think I can no longer do that. Well, I have a unique set of experiences, knowledge, wisdom, and time that God's planted in me different than Marcus. And so in this world that we're in right now, I think there are consumers that will gravitate to Marcus and there are consumers that will gravitate to me and there are consumers that will gravitate to each of you who are listening. So definitely take a step forward and don't make that an excuse not to. You know, to touch on what you just said, our people, African-Americans in general, you know, we feel like there's not enough room in markets for two people to exist or, you know, two of the same thing to exist. I'm here to say that that's not the truth. That's a myth. Mm -hmm. You know, we live in a world where both Uber and Lyft are succeeding, right? And Adidas and Nike both succeed and exceed. You know, they do really well. So, you know, there's enough room in the universe. There's enough room in the market for two companies, 50 companies to succeed and do well. Yeah. I mean, look at professional services, look at churches, look at schools, look at education. I mean, you know, you could step into a neighborhood and think, okay, they absolutely do not need another dentist's office. And another one pops up and he thrives, right? So, I mean, you can absolutely look at a unique way of delivering the exact same service that's out there and people are going to gravitate to you because of you. So yeah, I could start a whole other episode, Marcus. <laughs> that, that's my lane and helping people to brand themselves. But before we let you go, tell us how we can stay connected to you, how we can learn more about FBC and continue to follow you on your journey. Sure. So you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Marcus Damas at M-A-R-C-U-S-D-A-M-A-S on both Instagram and Twitter. Marcus, thank you so much, my brother. This was my pleasure. Thank you, Stephen. I'm Stephen Hart, and you've been listening to the Trailblazers.fm podcast. If you're not yet doing so, consider following Trailblazers.fm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook 
and feel free to connect with me over on LinkedIn. Whenever you're posting stories or social media posts about trailblazers.fm, be sure to use the hashtag TBPod and hashtag Mission Fuel. We'll be able to see you and I'll be able to show some love. And in case you're not aware, our show notes for all our episodes can be found on our website over at tbpod.com. Now, if today was your first time listening, I just want to say big ups, enough respect for checking us out. You've made this Jamaican guy really happy that you're here with us today. And I'd love your help with keeping this black excellence flowing each and every week. So if you haven't yet subscribed, hop on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Search trailblazers.fm and subscribe, rate, and review us there. Be sure to browse through some of our past episodes. There are more than 150 published episodes now. And a little something is out there for everyone to help keep the knowledge flowing. We grow when you, as part of our Blazer Nation community, shares and invites your friends and family to listen to an episode you think might impact them most. We believe that someone listening to these inspiring stories are going to be moved to make significant changes that have generational impact for many others, both now and well into the future. Don't miss next week's episode. New episodes are released each and every Monday morning at 5 a.m. Eastern. Blazer Nation, go out today and find a way to rise above, go way beyond, and keep blazing your trail.